Welcome to it. It is the 24th day of May 2023. Happy Wednesday to you. I'm Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Show. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. You can always email me, DerekAllenHunter at gmail.com. I try to respond to every... So one of these days I should just read some of the emails on the air. I'm still... It's just a matter of finding the time to sit down and figure out the best way to maybe do like a call-in or a live show, recording of a show anyway, on uh, some website, maybe Twitter, maybe something else, where I can take sort of call-ish things. So we're working on, we, I'm working on all of that. I just, you got to manufacture some more time. It just doesn't exist. Don't forget, you can support the program at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. Soon, there's a new feature on Patreon. I just saw it. I don't know how to work it yet, where you can offer like a free seven-day trial. So check it out. Hopefully it'll be up there now. If not, it'll be up there in the next couple of days. It can't be that complicated. Even I should be able to figure it out. So you can try it for free. Or you can go to local DerekHunter.Locals.com. But Patreon is, uh, it, honestly, it's a much more user-friendly experience. Anyway, I want to get to a bunch of things, and I want to get on with my day, and just a little bit of personal pro. I'm holding here in my hand, hitting the microphone with it, <clears throat> a birthday card that came the other day for Quinn. It is, it's, it's from my sister, okay, the return address is my sister, and I, re- I, I didn't think anything of it, I just, she hadn't gotten around to opening it yet. But then there is another one coming in the mail today from that same sister. And I thought, what the hell? And then I realized what's going on here. Um, And this is one of those things where you just sit there and you go, "Uh, uh, what do you do? I mean, it's not, this has nothing to do with Quinn and her birthday the other day. This has to do with me. Because the card I'm holding in my hand, unopened, is from my dad. My dad, (laughs) he was very good about remembering birthdays. Both my parents were, although one year they did forget my birthday. Um, But he got a year's worth of birthday cards and put them all, he signed them all out. Presumably there's a check in here that's no longer valid. Uh, But he filled them all out and set them up and, put stamps on them and he put and the, the date is there it's five there's the the date in the in the return address thing and uh it's just weird to me i knew he did it i just didn't it didn't register that he did it it's just one of those things he would do the whole year's worth of birthdays because he just wanted to get it done he was at the store he bought all the birthday cards whatever it's not like I think that there's some sort of special note in any of these. There, there won't be. He, he obviously wasn't planning on on dying when he filled them out. Eventually, he knew he would, but it's not going to be like a secret note. This is the last thing I'll ever be able to say to you or anything. It'll just say, um, "This will say, love Grandpa," and this, uh, and mine, when it comes, will say, "Love Dad," 
etc., etc. from there. But there's still part of me that doesn't want to open it. You know? I don't... I don't know. There was no... Like, when my siblings went through all of his stuff, and we didn't rip it apart or anything. They didn't rip it apart. But I was hoping there'd be, like, some note that he'd written a while ago or something. And there, there just wasn't. I got a box that was labeled for Derek, and it was just coins. There's nothing special about the coins. They're, like, a couple of proof sets from the 80s. And, uh, and then he, like, collected the uh, quarters from the various states and things like that. And he just liked to do it. And that was his coin collection. And so I got a piece of that. And I, you know, I got the box. It's like, should I open it? Do I open it? What what could be in here? And I knew there would be nothing in there. That's just not who he was. It's not how he was. But that, um, it's weird looking at this, this envelope with his handwriting and going, I open this. Well, then I'll I'll get one next month. But then that's it. That's it. You know. It's a it's a weird thing. I don't know. I it, I don't think most people will know when their time is coming, especially when it's unexpected. But you know, that's why it's best to. I'm gr- grateful that every time we got off the phone, it was "Love you, Dad." So there's no question about the, what the last words I said to him were, but. As always, he gets the last say. And as always, he plays his cards close to the vest. So, I don't know. I'm just looking at this, and I'm thinking about it, and I've had it on my desk for a few days. And it's not to me. I haven't opened it. I'm not committing mail fraud just yet. But it's just one of those things where you're just like, man, you don't want to open it because then it's it's opened. You know, <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Anyway, enough sob stories from me. Let us get on with the program. There is, uh, there was, I went to a Target today. I went to a Target today because I wanted to see how it was, how it was set up. If it was set up for Pride Month and et cetera, et cetera, and everything, the way that things have been described. I've seen a lot of video on Twitter, a lot of pictures on Twitter, a lot of posts on Twitter about tuck underwear, about all sorts of things going on, about uh, binding shirts and everything. And I thought, though, this is pretty messed up. But are they just putting this in in uh, urban areas where they're, they're very blue, where Democrats control everything. So I stopped in a place. It's, uh, what the hell is it called? It's not Germantown. I can't remember what the hell it's called. It's, it starts with a D. But anyway, it's a semi-conservative area of the state. Certainly getting close to a conservative area of the state. And sure enough, it took me a while. Uh, there's two set of doors in a Target, and I went in the one on the one side, and I looked around, walked around, didn't see it. So I walked around like the kids section, didn't see it. And then on the other side, just inside where you come in the other door, that's where it was. Rainbows everywhere, queer, queer, queer shirts, my, uh, my gay year, or whatever the hell book it is. There's the uh, 
Sam Smith records and everything. Do you imagine you're gay and like everybody just associates you with some hairy, fat, weirdo British guy who clearly lost his mind and talks about Fisher them instead of fishermen? And you go, yeah, he's your representative. It's like being a black person and going, well, your representative is Al Sharpton. Like, no, he's not. Al Sharpton is a piece of crap opportunist race baiter. He doesn't have any... Well, you know, the media has decided that this is what it is and what it's like to be you. Like, good God, what the hell? So I looked around and all of it was there. All the little tucking and the little books and the how-tos and all this other crap that they're showing in there. And you go, how is this possible? Who does this help? It's children. It is for children. Well, the blowback has become something. So I didn't buy anything. I don't recommend you buy anything at Target. Anything you can buy at Target, you can get somewhere else. Oh, it might cost you 50 cents more or a dollar more or whatever. But at what price is, what price is your soul? So then this led to a Bud Light situation. Fox News headline, Target holds emergency meeting over LGBTQ merchandise in some stores to avoid Bud Light situation. You go, huh, that's interesting. uh, Some Southern Target stores were forced by the corporation to move the LGBTQ pride merchandise away from the front of their locations after customer outrage to avoid a Bud Light situation. Many Target locations across the country feature massive June Pride Month displays on an annual basis with items this year ranging from tuck-friendly bathing suits to transgender for transgender people to mugs that say gender fluid. Who doesn't want to drink out of a liquid container that reads gender fluid? Am I right? Very sick people. This is, again, say, it's forget pride. Have some dignity, okay? Feel feel proud that you have some dignity for once. Uh, but uh, the retail juggernaut has been criticized by some conservatives. Now, this is Fox News. Criticized by some conservatives for the displays with children's items, particularly irking many customers. A Target insider told Fox News Digital that many locations, mostly in rural areas of the South, you know, those hick hillbillies. This is Fox News reporting again have relocated pride sections to avoid the kind of backlash Bud Light has received in recent weeks after a transgender influencer, after using a transgender influencer in a promotional campaign. Boy, how it's just amazing how these so-called conservative outlets sugarcoat this crap too, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, no, they just used a transgender influencer in a uh, promotional campaign. No. No, they paid... A cross-dressing ninny who represents and acts out the fakest, worst, most offensive stereotypes about women and girls. And they paid him $100,000 and put his face on a beer can to promote their swill. They basically told everybody who drinks their products, go to hell. You guys aren't really what we got you. We've got you. Now what we're going to do is we're going to expand. It is. It was wildly offensive and stupid. Because you're paying somebody who advocates for the gender mutilation of children, right? That's the real problem. You're paying somebody who advocates for the gender mutilation of children. Therefore, you are supporting the gender mutilation of children. That's why people looked 
at Bud Light and said, to hell with this thing. You're not good. You're just cheap and convenient. But I can get cheap, convenient beer from somebody else. It's wildly stupid. So, But Fox News, it's just, it's just backlash Bud Light received. Their sales are down almost a third. They're buying back expired beer in the hopes that distributors will still carry them, that stores will still carry their crap. Don't worry, we're not going to stick you with the stuff. Just keep stocking it. They're basically giving it away. It is now the official beer of homeless drunks because they can get it for a song. And it's just described as it's just a little back. It's just a light backlash. What are you going to do? You know how kids are. Well, the Daily Mail has another version of this story. Their headline, Target takes emergency action to avoid a Bud Light situation and removes tuck-friendly women's swimwear swimwear, and LGBTQ products from display in Southern stores as CEO defends the line. Now, isn't that lovely? The CEO defends the line crap. Target CEO has defended the company's controversial tuck-friendly female swim line, insisting the woke product rollout will be a success. The retail giant sparked backlash after releasing a new line of clothing to celebrate Pride Month in June, which includes a label advertising tuck-friendly construction and extra crotch coverage. The design is made to help conceal a person's private parts. It's to hide your penis so you can pretend you're a woman. Now, what's really amazing to me is that they're defending this. Defite facing... Despite facing sharp criticism for the release, which also includes items for babies and children, CEO Brian Cornell told Fortune Leadership Next po- Fortune's Leadership Next podcast he approved of the campaign. Quote, when we think about the purpose of Target, it's really about helping all families. And that word all is really important. Most of America shops at Target. So we want to do the right thing to support families across the country. Now, what would you guess is the percentage of the country that is trans? It's less than 1%. What would you say? Half a percent? A quarter of a percent? Whatever it is, it's nowhere near 1%. Yet it's right there in the face of everybody. Now, suddenly, thanks to uh, social contagion, you have 25% of uh, junior high students are trans or gender fluid or what non-binary or whatever. They don't know what the hell they are, but they're declaring themselves to be something. Why? In large part because the corporate fascists over there have started to promote this crap in the name of tolerance. They're so wonderful. They're going to start giving each other awards for this crap. So when Target says we want it to look like America, that's not at all what they're doing. They're trying to shape America. They're trying to bastardize what America is by ruining what is normal, by changing what is normal to being sick, to being leftist. Cornell's remarks came as he was pressed on criticisms the company faced in the aftermath of its rollout. Quote, I think it's I think those are just goodness good business decisions and it's the right thing for society and it's a great thing for our brand. We've done uh, the things we've done for DEI diversity equity and inclusion standpoint it's just adding value it's helping us drive sales it's building greater engagement with both our team and our guests and those are just the right things for our business today. 
Now, I don't own Target stock. If you do, you should probably dump it. Things are about to get pretty ugly there. And there's going to be all sorts of protests. Now, they're just going, oh, well, it's just these uh, rural hicks down in the south. You know, those God people. Don't worry, we'll move the, the displays of the tuck-friendly and the binding and the this and the gender fluid. We'll move them to the back of the store. We don't worry about Don't worry about that. No, you need to stop shopping at Target. You need to stop shopping at Target now. There's really nothing you can't get that you can't get somewhere else. You just can't. It's a simple fact. Target is not that good of a store. Their grocery selection sucks. Their clothing selection is overrated. The only thing they got going for it is a decent toy section, but you can find that crap anywhere. Shop at Window shop at Target. Don't buy anything and go order it online somewhere. Find it what you want in the store and then order it online usually much cheaper usually much cheaper i speak from experience but while you're there since it is not june this is what drives me nuts Uh, like it's not june the christmas in july crap with pride month oh gay pride queer pride i don't really care dignity how about queer dignity month can you can you can you start with a day where you have some dignity i don't think you can at least the activist group normal people can normal gay people can but instead of because there's going to be a lot of people who will do something they'll knock over the displays or whatever don't do that as an act of civil disobedience an act of perfectly legal civil disobedience this is i just thought of this i'm going to throw it out there and i recommend that you spread it around far and wide go to target for your window shopping before don't buy anything there for god's sakes but go do your window shopping go to the big rainbow section with all the little kitty things and the gender fluids and put a bunch of it in your basket put a bunch of it in your basket Walk around, walk to the farthest corner of the store from wherever that is and leave the basket. Lather, rinse, repeat. While you're there, do a couple of them. If everybody does this and people spread the word, you could empty out the vast majority of that section without having to ruin anything, without having to destroy anything. You may want to take it and as you're shopping around, sort of Johnny Appleseed, the contents. Mix it in with the other stuff. The, each individual barcode registers as a sale. So the individual barcode not being scanned, the store, the section is empty, but nothing has been sold. They might think, well, did somebody steal all of that stuff? What the hell happened? But over the course of whenever, they'll discover it mixed in with the other clothes and mixed in with the other mugs and, and whatever. Maybe some people will still find it and buy it. Whatever, you can't stop anybody from doing that. But then you go back in a couple of days once they've located a bunch of the stuff and put it back in there. And then you do it all over again. And you continually, maybe you work with a local group, a group of friends or whatever, and you take shifts. You're on uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and whatever. Somebody's on Tuesday, Saturday, Thursday. Figure it out, go through, and just empty out slowly casually look like you're shopping look like you're thinking oh this could be the shirt i really believe that my newborn son would absolutely love a onesie that can tuck his penis back it'll be lovely and you do that and then you watch if people do that across the country not just at your target but at every target across the country you'll see the sales 
that Brian Cornell is bragging about drop precipitously. For the well, we've done this before. Our tuck underwear. It's going to be really helpful. And really, no, don't let people have it. Don't destroy it. Don't take scissors in there and cut the crotch out or anything like that. Just put it someplace else. Put it behind the socks, the hanging socks. Put it in with the bath mats. They don't sell that many bath mats. It's going to take them a while to find it. Whatever it is, Johnny Appleseed, that stuff around the store. Do so in a casual way, in a slick way, so you're not causing a scene. Make sure people don't see you. Help Have some friends help you cover up or whatever. But drain that section. And they'll order more, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they'll order more and go, hey, wait a second. Eventually, they'll discover that they're not selling it that it's just disappearing, they'll think it was stolen, but it wasn't stolen. So you're not actually stealing. You're not breaking the law. As far as I know, there is no law against taking something in one part of a store and setting it down in another part of a store, even if you set it behind some things in the other part of the store. I've done that. I've been at a store where I didn't have the money to buy something or I had to talk to somebody or whatever. Do we want this or do we need this or is this a good deal? And you, you hide it behind something, you tuck it, for example. You tuck it back behind something. And then you go and you find out, oh, does this person still have this? Does this, this was before cell phones. They have it. Do they need it? Okay, I'm going to get this now. And you go back and you find your little thing where you hit it. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. But... Whatever the case, there is no law against it. I highly recommend doing that. Let Target know with a just, just a teeny dash of civil disobedience what you think of them because they're letting you know what they think of you. You're going to shop and buy our crap no matter what. You're scum. Shut your mouth. We're going to advance a left-wing agenda, and that's all there is to it. I don't care what you think of it. Well, I care. I am going to make a point of going to a Target, maybe even two Targets. There are two that aren't all that far away. And going through and saying, huh, I could probably use three or four of these things and four or five of them, fill up a shopping cart. You don't have to Johnny Appleseed it everywhere, although that would make it more interesting because if they just find a shopping cart full of the crap, they can put it right back. But if it's throughout the store, they won't be able to. So, yeah, that's just my, uh, my two cents. Why not do it? Because screw these people, you know? Honestly, you want, you want to advocate for the genital mutilation of children? You're free to do that. We're free to do this. And do this we shall, or at least I shall. I hope you shall join me. All right, uh, speaking of genital mutilation and the support of that, that's weird. The uh, secretary, or the surgeon general, sorry, Vivek Murthy, not Vivek, not to be confused with Vivek Ramaswamy. We should, it should be like Highlanders. There's only one room around here for one Vivek. Anyway, he has got a new study out on social media that is interesting, but short. It misses the point, and it deliberately misses the point. What am I talking about? Washington Post, he's got an op-ed in there 
Quote, it's a different kind of love, a love you have for your children. End quote. My father would often say when I was growing up, when I became a parent and found myself hovering over my children's cribs late at night to make sure they were okay, I understood. Nothing is more important than keeping our children safe and giving them every chance to grow and thrive. As they reach adolescence, this means paying attention to how social media can affect their health and well-being. Why, it's already given you the warm and fuzzies, doesn't it? Now, if you really want to talk about social media, let's talk about the social contagion through social media of declaring yourselves to be gender fluid or whatever. It's really easy to say, I'm uh, gender neutral or I'm gender fluid, and then still go and date chicks or still like chicks or dudes or whatever. Why? Because you don't have to act about it. There is no barrier to entry. I'm bisexual. Really? So you're going to go behind the dumpster with the captain of the football team? No, 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 no way. Uh, then you're not bisexual, okay? You're just, you're just saying you are. And it's great. That's fine. You do whatever you got to do, but don't fool yourself into this. And for the love of God, adult politicians, stop making policy based on this delusion. Acknowledge this delusion. And then... Start telling parents that, hey, you should probably stop with the pumping your kids full of hormones and chemicals and all sorts of other things and maybe surgically altering them because they saw the latest trending topic on social media and they felt a little awkward in life and decided to get some attention. Of course, Vivek Murthy doesn't talk about any of that crap because if he did, he would no longer be Surgeon General of the United States. He would actually be doing the job of Surgeon General and looking out for the welfare of America's children, but that's not the job of the Surgeon General. The job of the Surgeon General is to make sure that the liberal agenda is advanced and is at least a thin veneer of medical credibility to it. Back to his op-ed. When I traveled around the country talking with parents, the number one question they ask me has to do with social media. Quote, is it safe for my kids? End quote. Well, you're a real crappy parent if you're sitting there and you're trying to figure that out and you're letting them use it. Is it, is it safe for my kids as you light another Paul Mall for your junior? Like, I don't know. Is it safe or not? Uh, maybe you should figure that out before you give your kid the pack of luckies. Nearly 70% of parents say their job is harder now than it was for parents 20 years ago, mainly because of technology and social media. See, here's the thing. Your 14-year-old can't afford that iPhone, right? See how that works? Your 14-year-old can't afford that iPhone. They don't have the ability to pay for it, nor do they have the ability to pay for the monthly service plan in order to get it. So they're not getting on social media when you're not around. If you buy them a computer, how about you put that computer in a place where it is um, viewable, available for the whole family, you know? little corner of the family room, living room, something like that. I know it's inconvenient and it's ugly. And when Junior starts discovering porn and you walk in that room, that's a conversation you don't want to have. But it's still a better conversation than you would have if some old dude shows up at your house thinking there's a 60% chance that it's going to be Chris Hansen answering the door, right? 
These people are out there. These predators are out there. Don't let them communicate with your children. The only way to do that is two ways. You can become Amish or you can monitor what your children do and limit what your children do. There are all sorts of nifty little things that you can put on any device you give your child that prevents them from doing a lot of things. And I promise you this, it doesn't matter how cool it is or who at school has one. No child in the world needs an Instagram account. There isn't a single child on the face of the earth, 18, 17 and under, who needs a TikTok account. There just isn't. They all want them. Oh, boy, how do they want them? But you're the parent. You're not their friend. And the sooner you realize that and live your life by that, the better off you and your child will be. Simple as that. You don't need an overpaid bureaucrat to tell you this crap, or at least you shouldn't. Nearly all teenagers in the United States, 95% use social media platforms. Two-thirds of them use them daily, and more than one-third almost constantly. Parents tell me they watch their children retreat to their bedrooms and spend hours alone with their screens, exposed to an endless feed of flawless bodies and unrealistic ideals that make them feel ashamed and damage their self-esteem. Their kids are still too young to watch R-rated movies. They're too often encountering inappropriate sexual and violent content on social media. Again, I only read you this paragraph because he expressly carves out the tranny stuff. Yes, well, why isn't the term tranny? Because it it's the contempt I feel for the leftist activists who are pushing this crap. It upsets them, and so that's why I do it. Not because I want to upset genuinely confused people or anybody suffering from gender dysphoria. It's always the normal people who are offended the most on behalf of other people. You know, I can't believe you. It's a microaggression what you did. No, it's not. It's a straight up aggression. It's actually indifference. But you're interpreting it as aggression. You do you and leave me the hell alone. How about that? Isn't that, wasn't that the goal of society before? But no, not anymore. Now they want kids, they want your children. They want your children, period, end of story. And they're not going to stop until they get them. (laughs) That's just the case. It's sick. I mean, they're never going to get anywhere near my kids. I will not allow them to get anywhere near my kids. You should not allow them to get anywhere near your kids. It is disgusting and hellacious what these people are doing to children. And so it is something that needs to be called out and mocked every once in a while. Again, I'm not doing it out of spite for the people that the left is offended on behalf of. I'm doing this because I want to invoke stress in the uh, in everybody else, in the leftist activists. Why? Because they're evil people. They deserve it. They deserve it. They are the ultimate Karens, the busybodies, the people who spy in your window to see what you're doing, making sure that you do not think wrong, do not act wrong. And yet they are the most bigoted, discriminatory, destructive creatures on the face of the earth. They do what everybody else is accused of doing. They do what they accuse everybody else of doing. 
It's weird. There was the uh, weird dude yesterday, late last night, apparently. The uh, guy ran into the White House barricade at five miles an hour, which just to my mind means you like fell asleep and your car was in neutral. But he hit a barricade in a U-Haul truck. And all he had was, in the whole thing, was a Nazi flag. Literally, a Nazi flag straight off the set of Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones movie. The story uh, from NBC News. A 19-year-old Missouri man accused of driving a truck into barriers near the White House made incriminating statements that indicated to investigators that he was seeking to harm the president, officials said. Huh. Now, the leftist media had a field day when this happened. They dragged out every old FBI agent they could get to. Uh, I think it, it, it just, it was amazing watching these people go out there and talk about this white supremacist attack on the White House, on Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is Mr. Black People. Mr. Black People. <laughs> It was weird because this thing was moving five miles. There was no damage to the truck at all. But inside the truck, they found the Nazi flag. And curiously, the police laid the Nazi flag out like it was the bedspread at a five-star resort. It's like they ironed it. It's like they brought out a steam cleaner. They made this. It was hot. Talk about hospital corners. They laid this thing flat out in front of the truck so everybody could get pictures of it because obviously this was a white supremacist. It's a white supremacist attack. And that was trending all over the place. MSNBC literally did segments about how this is white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. We must protect Joe Biden from white supremacy. Now we get the rest of the story. The driver was Sari Varsith, Varsith, I don't know what the hell, V-A-R-S-H, Varshith, yeah, Varshith, V-A-R-S-H-I-T-H, Kandula, K-A-N-D-U-L-A, from Chesterfield, U.S. Park Police said Tuesday morning. Now, they knew he was, he was not a white guy. They knew he was an Indian guy uh, when they arrested him. But they let that simmer for a good 12 hours because they needed the narrative to form. And you see, there will be a lot of people who heard about this story when it first happened who didn't then follow up on it. So they will believe the retired FBI agents out there, Andrew McCabe on the network saying, oh, this is white supremacy. This is tied to January 6th. This is a January 6th attack. And you're like, what? No, it is. It's uh, a January 6th attack. And you go, how does... How does that work? It doesn't work. Andrew, for, for so, so long, um, we've been hearing um, not only from the president, but, but even the FBI director that white supremacism, far right wing extremists are the yeah. biggest threat to this country uh, and its safety. And then you look at the contents of this person's backpack and you can't help but think, I guess they're right. 
That's absolutely right, Sarah. I mean, we've heard this again and again from the director of the FBI, from uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security and others testifying in front of Congress that this is the number one, certainly the number one terrorist threat that they're tracking right now. That is domestic violent extremists and particularly domestic violent extremists who are motivated by anti uh, black uh, racial uh, sentiments. Right. So this fits very neatly within that warning that we've heard again and again. And I think you have to draw a line from uh, this apparent attack on the White House by someone bearing a Nazi flag to at least some of the people. It's hard to say how many, but some of the people involved in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. How do we know that? Because some of those folks were carrying the same sort of symbols, uh, Nazi flags, Confederate flags, things like that, that show you a commonality of ideology. It doesn't mean that they all know each other and they were all planning those two events together, but it shows you there is a thread of extremism and particularly racially motivated extremism in this country that is also now directed at uh, institutions of government. Uh, so these are things that our security professionals are very focused on right now. And as we saw last night, for good reason. It's terrifying. Andrew McCabe, thank you. Boy, it's terrifying. Andrew McCabe, yes, thank you, Poppy. And I don't know who the other lady is. She looks Hispanic and she's obese. But that's CNN. Poppy Harlow, serious. Now we find out who the dude is. Who the dude is. He is Sai Varshith. Kandula, an Indian-American guy. He's got a Missouri driver's license. He's obviously mentally unstable. Whatever he's doing, he was not up to any good and absolutely perfectly fine to uh, arrest him. It's a good thing. Not perfectly fine, but it's a good thing that they arrested him and they stopped him. But what does that have to do with white supremacy? What does that have to do with Oh, I don't know. January 6th. Absolutely nothing. What does it have to do with right-wing white supremacy? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So many. Uh, it's amazing to me. Maybe maybe the Democrats are onto something. Maybe the Democrats are onto something because so many of their attacks, white supremacist attack, white supremacist attack, like, my God, there sure are a lot of white supremacist attacks. They're just done by people who aren't white. It's weird. Maybe white supremacy is so powerful that they could convince that guy down in Texas to go in and sh the Hispanic guy to shoot a whole bunch of other Hispanics in the name of white supremacy. Maybe white supremacy is so powerful that it can induce this Indian guy to go on and, and uh, kill, try to kill the president of the United States in the name of white supremacy or something. Again, killing an old white dude. In the name of white supremacy, especially an old racist white dude. Again, I don't, I don't get it. But you know, to hear the left talk, white supremacy is is incredibly powerful, wildly, dangerously powerful. It is the biggest threat to democracy in the world. So maybe this is what they mean, because maybe white supremacy has the ability to pull. White supremacy is so powerful. So powerful that it can bring about what people who would be hated by actual literal white supremacists against the dude, the dark side of the force. Is there anything that makes any sense about that? No, there's nothing that makes any sense about that. But it doesn't matter. You're not dealing with people who try to make sense. The Democrats, the people 
in charge, the higher-ups, they understand that they're full of crap. They understand what they're doing. The average foot soldier, the teleprompter reader, those kind of morons that you just heard, they don't know. They don't care. They're there for a paycheck, and that's about it. They want to fit into the social scene, and that's it, and they do. They don't really care about the issues they claim to care so desperately about, like, for example, discrimination, white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. There's a school in Fairfax, Virginia. It's routinely named the best school in the country. It's a high school. The best school in the country. It's called Thomas Jefferson High School. Obviously named after a white supremacist slave owner, but still, they managed to get the best and the brightest. There's application process. It's a magnet school. You can't just send your kid there. You've got to, your kid has to deserve to go there. They have to be advanced. They have to be able to handle it. They're not going, well, they were not interested in slowing down the learning progress of other students because your kid or my kid or somebody's kid was just too damn stupid to get the concept they were talking about. No, these were the best and the brightest. Now, why? Because you shouldn't hold the best and the brightest down. You shouldn't. There are some people who are going to be smarter than other people. It's just wildly unfair, except it's absolutely fair because it's random. It has to do with nature. There's a little bit of nurture in there, but it's mostly nature. And so why should those children be held back? Because nature determined that most people, by very definition, are of average intelligence. They can certainly work it, they can learn, and you can get a hell of a lot more out of your education than somebody else, but the intelligence part is average. You can bump it up. But some people were just born able to hit the curve. They're just born able to hit the curve. You see the five-year-old doing advanced calculus, and you go, huh, that's weird. It wasn't that his entire childhood to that point was spent because their parents led them to do nothing but math to this point. Some people, it just clicks. Beethoven was able to, or Mozart was able to play and um, compose at an exceedingly and obscenely young age. Not because somebody taught the kid, but because the kid just had the innate ability to do it. We have to, one of those things, add it to the list of questions to ask God about. But since the left doesn't believe in God, they believe in government, they found a way to bastardize the pool of students who were attempting to attend Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. How did they do it? Why did they do it? Well, they did it for a very specific reason. There were just too damn many Asians going to school there. That's right. Too many Asians. That's what the problem they've expressly set out to quote-unquote fix. You imagine that? You got a restaurant and it's far too popular amongst, pick your ethnic group. Pick your ethnic group. And you say, I've got to make sure this isn't as popular amongst white people. Or I have far too many black customers and I don't like that. I need to change that. I'm going to change something or the decor or the name or whatever to try and get rid of black customers. My God, Al Sharpton would beat a past here. Ben Crump would be setting up a Lucy from Peanuts style legal storefront right in front of the place going, we'll sue us. Come on in. 
But because they're suing, they are discriminating against Asians, Democrats are down with it. Look, let's be honest, Asians, they vote, I believe the last I saw, they still favor Democrats. But not by enough, not by enough to matter. Certainly not the loyalty level of, say, the black community, which is 80 to 90 percent. And that's it. If you are not full-blown, blind, loyal to Democrats, you don't really matter. Then it becomes a numbers game. How many of this group are there versus how many of this group? Asian, remember all the, all the attacks it took. And it took a lot of attacks for the Democrat-controlled Congress to finally get around to passing a resolution condemning Asian hate. Remember that? Oh, Asian hate is bad. Finally, they did it. Dozens and dozens and dozens of filmed attacks making news. Republicans saying, hey, these are all happening by Democrats in Democrat cities. What the hell is going on? And they go, uh, we don't like Asian hate. Like, that's it. Moving on. That's all it took was, was several people to be murdered and or hospitalized. Democrats are right at the cutting edge of only what they absolutely have to do. Well, this school started uh, realizing once liberals took over that it had far too many Asians in this school and they wanted to rectify it. So they put new criteria in place for admission. It used to be based on merit and merit alone. Democrats do not like merit Tells you how little faith they have in their kids. Their kids must be wildly stupid if they think, well, you know, you're just going to have to work hard and try your best, Jimmy. Nope, not at all. They know Jimmy's dumb. They got their genes. Washington Post. A panel of federal appellate judges ruled Tuesday that the admissions process at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, a prestigious magnet program in Fairfax County, does not discriminate against Asian American applicants, as argued by a group of parents opposing the admissions changes. The ongoing legal battle between the coalition for TJ, Thomas Jefferson, and the Fairfax County School Board is over the admissions process, which was revised. In 2020, school officials said to bring more diversity to the school, locally known as TJ and often ranked as the best high school in the country. We need more diversity because there's nothing more important to learning science and technology and math and English than diversity, right? Why, I went to a school where most of the people looked the same. And look at me, I can barely read or write or do math. It's almost like I went to the school in Baltimore. God, it is just so bad. On Tuesday, U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit reversed a lower court's decision that the admission system was an illegal act of racial balancing. Of course, the makeup of this three-judge panel was one Trump-appointed judge, one Clinton-appointed judge, and one Biden-appointed judge. Can you guess how the voting broke down? Yes, you can. Last year, U.S. District Judge Claude Hilton sided with the parents' group, concluding that, quote, the purpose of the board's admission overhaul was to change the racial makeup of T.J., to the detriment of Asian Americans, end quote, and issued an order forbidding Fairfax from using its revised admission system. The school board appealed, and the Supreme Court issued an emergency ruling allowing the updated admissions process to remain in use while the case went before the Fourth Circuit. So ridiculous. 
Fairfax County School Board voted to revise admissions at Thomas Jefferson to move to a holistic review process, they say, that would consider an applicant on four experience factors. One, income status, because nothing determines your intelligence than your income, your parents' income, right? No. English speaking ability. Now, now, see, you're punished for that. You've got to be bilingual. English is a second language because you're letting out all the sweet, sweet illegal aliens and or the kids who are educated in public schools who can't not speak good. Uh, whether the applicant has a disability, which again, what does that have to do with anything? Uh, there are plenty of people, as a child of a disabled mother, there are plenty of people with disabilities who have perfectly functioning brains. And whether the applicant comes from a historically underrepresented high school, a historically underrepresented high school. Well, there you go. You Asians don't fit those criteria. I'm sorry, or at least not enough of them. You don't get bonus points for that. You're the wrong kind of minority. The Democrats hate you. <laughs> when they were watching other Democrat voters beat the hell out of random Asian people on the sidewalks in New York, San Francisco, and Oakland County, they weren't recoiling in horror. They were recoiling in hoping that they'd get another punch in before the person hit the ground. The revised policy also eliminated a notoriously difficult test. Oh no, you mean you had to prove that you could handle the curriculum there? That you could do it? It eliminated that and a $100 application fee. The new policy was intended to boost diversity at the school, which had historically enrolled single-digit percentages of blacks and Hispanics. Okay, great. You know what, though? The new rules meant more whitey got in, too, by the way, by eliminating so many Asians. Because, you know, well, well, how does that work? The biggest beneficiary of affirmative action are white women. They really, truly are. The left... Hopes you don't know that. They don't really give a damn. They want the concept out there. They'll play. They were helping the minorities, but they're not. They're not. They're mostly helping their Chardonnay swilling friends. But that's the truth. That's the way the world is. So you sit there and go, oh, well, we get more uh, blacks and Hispanics in here. Can they handle the curriculum? Do you care if they can handle the curriculum? I don't think they care that you can handle the curriculum. You can put... I tell you, an 18-year-old me being given a full-ride scholarship to Harvard would have screwed it up, to a good college anywhere, would have screwed it up. Would have screwed up. Full-ride, man, this means they're giving it to me. I don't have to worry about it. I would have screwed it up. I was not ready in any way, shape, or form for higher education. I just hadn't been prepared. It wasn't a concept with which I was familiar. It wasn't a concept anybody in my family was familiar with. It just wasn't going to be took me a couple of years of screwing around to go, I need to do this and this is why. So if you put kids simply because they're the skin color you want, you're sick. But if you put them in a school that is wildly advanced, that I bet you most of the so-called reporters covering this story couldn't handle the curriculum at this school. What are you going to do? You're either going to watch those kids fail and damage their futures because of that failure, 
or you're going to have to lower the standards and artificially elevate the success rate that way. Not saying that all the kids won't be able to handle this. There's only a certain number of kids that can get into this school every year, and a lot of kids who could handle it simply can't get it because of the numbers. That's why merit is most fair. Imagine back in the day, they don't, I don't know, I haven't bought tickets for a concert in forever, but it used to be you'd show up and stand in line outside a store that had Ticketmaster. And you'd sometimes you'd line up at midnight, the night before when they went on sale at 10 a.m. Or depending on the concert, you lined up before then. Now you're doing that at every place across the state or region or wherever where they're selling tickets for that thing. So if you're fifth in line, you're probably going to get a ticket for the concert. But if you're 25th in line, you're probably not, or you might not, because there are 500 locations around and a lot of people, depending on the size of the venue. But it's fair, is absolutely fair. You were there first. You know, if you're number five, you can buy up to eight tickets or whatever. That's fair. Now imagine going through the line. They're all lined up. They've been there for a couple of days. And they go, you, all right, we, we need, uh, what is the population of the United States? We need this percentage of white people, this percentage of black people, this percentage of Hispanic people, this, this percentage of Asian people. Asians are overrepresented in these schools. Well, why would that be? Could it be that Asian families, again, going on on a limb here, but could it be that Asian families by and large, are intact a hell of a lot more than other ethnic groups, including white people, by the way. And maybe an intact family that really, really, really focuses on education and sacrifices for the education of their children, maybe that's an important factor in all of this as well. Rather than looking at Asians and going, we need to screw them over, we need to punish them, Maybe you should look at the Asian community and go, what can we learn from them? What can we learn from them to bring to other groups of people and say, hey, if you want your kids to succeed, these are the keys to success. But no, that's not how the left works. They don't want to look at other people. They know what the keys to success are. It is family. It is family involvement in education. It is intact families, a mom and a dad. <gasps> you can't say, yes, I can. A mom and a dad in a marriage working together for the benefit of their children. Every community, if you're going to play the left's game, every ethnic group, if you're not, that does not have high rates of those things and has in fact low rates of those things it is uh, the end result is significantly worse and in fact the lower the rate of those things about which i spoke the lower the rate of success it is a direct correlation now of course there are exceptions to all of those rules there always will be and there always are we need to be able to allow for them, and thank God we do. But if you really, really, really care about kids, and you really want to do what is best for kids, you should impress upon parents that have kids that you've got to care about them, that they have to prioritize, 
their schooling. And a lot of that comes with the school lunch program. The left wants to buy school breakfast, lunch, and dinner for every kid across the country. Why? Because they don't want a stigma attached to having a free lunch. There should be a stigma attached to having a free lunch. It's not the kid's fault. The kids should be angry at their parent. Going, why are you incapable of making me lunch? Why can't you? I don't know. I get it. We're not rich. But why can't you go to the grocery store, buy a loaf of bread for a buck or two, a can of, a jar of peanut butter, a jar of jelly, or whatever, just peanut butter, or a pack of bologna, or whatever, and make me a lunch every day? Why do you go while well, the government's going to take care of it? And oh, while you're there, I'm not going to buy you any cereal or maybe a dozen eggs or anything and make you an egg. Nope, screw that. The government's going to feed you. And now they want dinner. They want a snack. The same crappy parents are going to go, this is great. Junior will get fed. Okay, are we going to cut food stamps accordingly? If we're going to provide the kid three meals a day and a snack, then we don't have to provide a damn thing for that kid in the food stamps, do we? I wouldn't think we'd have to. Democrats will never go for that. You're trying to harm poor people. No, you're trying to create more poor people. You're trying to make normal being government dependent because you don't want to stigmatize kids. You should stigmatize kids. You should. We need to bring back the actual physical food stamps so that people spending them in the grocery store feel bad about it rather than their little fake credit card thing. The whole thing makes me sick. So yeah, this case will go on forward through appeal. It'll be interesting to see how this ends up. But just know that Democrats are doing their damnedest, their absolute damnedest, to try and punish kids because they're Asian. They don't like Asians. They're the wrong kind of minority. You vote more for Democrats, and then maybe we can talk. Now, lastly, I want to play you this clip from Joe Biden over in Japan, talking to a group of U.S. Marines. This is his recent trip for the G7 summit. Joe Biden is a disgusting human being. He's a gross human being. He genuinely is. He is it's one of those, he's lied about his biography his whole life. Always to make him he's never self it's never detrimental. He's no he's never making fun of himself. He's always inflating himself with his lies. And now he's doing it by proxy and by stolen valor with his son Bo again. He's done this many, many times before. I've played them for you on the show. But this is him talking to Marines about how his son died in Iraq. My son, the major, U.S. Army, lost him in Iraq. It's all about country. It's all about country. It's all about country. Blah, blah, blah. Served in Iraq. I lost my son in Iraq. What a scumbag. Joe Biden's son did die from a brain tumor in the United States of America. It is in no way, shape, or form connected to his service in Iraq. It's just unbelievable that he would pull this crap again. He's been called out on it. Even the New York Times has written up that he's lied about his son. But it is just this crap of, oh, no, my son does this, my son does that. No. Your son, Bo, died in the United States of America. 
town hall put it this way. Joe Biden spewed, has spewed numerous lies, some bad, some not so much. There's a difference between a grand slam and a base hit. But this lie is probably the worst for many reasons beyond political gain. Using your dead son to score points is unseemly, especially in front of U.S. servicemen. During his Japan trip, Biden once again declared that his son, Bo, who died of brain cancer, died in Iraq. That is patently false. Bo wasn't killed in action over there or by uh, or the victim of an IED. He died stateside from brain cancer. He died several years after having served in Iraq. He was a JAG officer in Iraq. He wasn't even out there on the front line. So it wasn't like, he, well, he blew up on patrol. He's a JAG officer. He's not doing patrols. But he continues to tell this lie. Why? Because he can't. Maybe he believes it. Maybe he's so senile. The choice in this one is either he steals, stole, he's engaged in stealing valor by proxy or he's senile and has no idea what the hell he's talking about. I don't know what it is. What's disturbing is when they get the chance to question him again, if that ever happens again, at a press conference, he won't be asked about this. The lapdog media won't ask him about why he continually lies about things like this. Somebody has to. Maybe on the campaign trail, if he runs into somebody in a diner somewhere, like, why do you lie about how your son died? He'll probably get pissed and challenge him to a push-up contest or whatever, but it doesn't matter. The truth hurts, Joe, and you get hurt by the truth more than most people because you seemingly are allergic to it. It's just gross. Anyway, that's it for today. I hope you have an awesome Wednesday. Thursday is just around the corner, then Friday. Then you got a holiday weekend, so that's pretty awesome, right? Yes, it is. A three-day Memorial Day weekend, the official kickoff of summer. Hope you got some great plans, or at least have plans to do nothing, or as little as nothing as possible. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening, telling a friend. See you then.